0: Test, test, test. Greetings, and welcome to another edition of Pushing the Envelope, music decidedly left of center, featuring the finest in the outer realms of contemporary music from the worlds of rock, jazz, classical world, music, spoken word, ambient, electro, acoustic, etc., etc., etc. With June being LGBTQ+, Pride Month, we are going to focus on living composers who are bringing us incredible compositions. Some that do and some that don't exclusively express uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer topics, but some that definitely do as well we opened with a really interesting couple of pieces from a release entitled Spectrum from the DeVisi Chamber Singers out of Australia self-release. We heard Spectrum 1 red and Spectrum 3 yellow from a larger song cycle entitled Spectrum from Sally Whitwell. Red featured text, also from Ms. Whitwell, and her notes explain the piece. As a composer, I feel I always need to be working. I like to work on my skills, on my composing craft, on keeping the creative ideas flowing. So occasionally, I set myself assignments, which is how this song cycle spectrum came to be. The first song I composed yellow was originally commissioned for students at Brighton Secondary School in Adelaide. I loved the way their chosen text by Monique Duval actually sounded like the color yellow. I'm synesthetic and D major sounds yellow to me, so I set the text in that key. It then occurred to me that setting myself a composing assignment of interpreting the colors of the rainbow flag might be a nice idea because I am so gay. The cycle is not actually LGBTQ plus themed in subject matter. The flag was just kind of framework for my creativity. The first track, Red, was inspired by an animated video of red blood cells coursing down an artery. The Divisi Singers are a group of musicians who met and formed at the Melbourne Conservatorium of Music, a not-for-profit organization with a strong interest in elevating LGBTQ voices. This interest coupled with what DeVisi saw as a classical music landscape with little opportunity for queer composers to express themselves at the professional level, is what led them to develop the Compose Queer Program, a professional development program that provides paid opportunities to queer composers with the aim of bringing these voices and experiences into the mainstream of classical music. Compose Queer launched to the public in 2021 with a presentation of four new musical works by Queer Composers. Ways you may make contact with yours truly Joel Krutt, pushing the envelope, via email pushing the envelope, WHUS all shmush together as one word, at gmail.com. Or you can go to Twitter, please follow the Twitter feed at E-N-V-P-U-S-H-E-R, numeral one. And you can listen to prior programs by going to podbean.com, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com, and search under Pushing the Envelope, and you'll have it. We're going to enter phase one with another piece from the Spectrum album from the DeVisi Chamber Singers, entitled Syrup and Silicone, from composer Robert McIntyre with text from Savannah Wegman. Per McIntyre's notes, Syrup and Silicone is centered on the narrative of internal standards within the queer community, reflecting on past experiences of being told, You're not gay enough. You're not really gay and so on. The queer community is a beautiful, vibrant one with so much diversity, like a rich, sweet syrup, yet what can also foster an internal marginalization and a certain adhesive plastic fakeness like silicone. The work is highly personal, questioning the irony of such an accepting community creating such a need to conform to a set of criteria instead of thriving in our individuality. For me... My sexuality as a gay man is part of my identity, but by no means my whole identity, and I believe it is paramount to let anyone within the queer community freely determine that themselves. Robert McIntyre and Savannah Wegman, Syrup and Silicone, as we enter phase one of today's Pushing the Envelope here on 91.7 WHUS.
1: Watched her as she floated down Oh, the dreadful wind and rain She floated on down to the old mill pond Watched her in the river to drown Oh, the wind and the rain
0: Watched her as she floated
1: down Oh, the dreadful wind and rain She floated on down to the old mill pond sisters walking down by a street The only tune that fiddle would play
0: Welcome back to Pushing the Envelope as we celebrate LGBTQ composers. Since it is LGBTQ Pride Month in June, we ended phase one with Meredith Monk and vocal ensemble from the ECM release from the 1989 Book of Days. And we heard a track entitled Fields, Clouds. Prior to that, music from composer Nico Muley in tandem with vocalist banjo player guitarist sam amadon from an album entitled mother tongue and we heard the three-part piece the only tune featuring part one the two sisters from a traditional folk song part two the old mill pond and part three the only tune That was a 2008 release on the Brassland slash Bedroom Community label from friend of Pushing the Envelope, Jack Curtis Dubowski, off his 2022 release you can find on Bandcamp entitled Halloween Horror, as he describes spooky sonic journeys, storytelling, eerie instrumentals, dark pop, off-kilter cryptic beats, not just for Halloween, featuring Kevin Dunn on guitars. And we hear a track called Monster Walk Instrumental. Before that, Terry Tamlitz, a track called Silent Passability Ride to the Countryside, off a quite long titled release called Couture Cosmétique, Transgendered Electroacoustique. Sympotomatic of the need for a cultural makeover or what's behind all that foundation? 1997 release on the Comatons, C O M A T O N S E recording label, and quite a treatise about this piece by uh, Terry Tamlitz. It has been suggested by myself and others that certain subgenres of what has come to be known as contemporary ambient music propose a complication of cultural processes by subverting the spectacle of melody and questioning the social functions of active and passive listening techniques. Similarly, while the genre remains dominated by male producers and cannot claim to transcend the conventional heterosexism and gender biases of the electronic music industry, it incorporates discourses which involve the active disclosure, inversion, and convolution of sonic and experiential relationships. The result is a vehicle of layered contents. And contradictions that extend to the very manner in which it allows for the generation of multiple political discourses, while most forms for reception are despairingly apolitical and humanist in tone, an often frustrating passive aggressive circumstance. To exemplify this concept of contingency upon the contradictory, the sounds developed for Couture Cosmetique emphasize residual noises produced by some of today's more popular digital synthesis techniques, including granular synthesis, pitch-time convolution, and heterodyne filter analysis bringing into focus those sounds which currently exist in a repressed state at the periphery of popular contemporary music production. In this manner, the limitations of such audio technologies are used to intimate new functionalities which remain excluded or omitted from popular development, a metaphor which may be applied to the construction and utilization of post-industrial technologies in general. I have found that this methodological framework for constructing audio has many similarities with non-essentialist factions of transgenderism, from gender confusion to drag kings and queens, which also seek to complicate social processes. Transgenderism does this by actively questioning constructions of gender and sexuality, while its exploitation of essentialist constructs of femininity and masculinity reference social contextuality. It is this referentiality which I feel makes non-essentialist transgenderism a more viable platform for gender analysis than methodologies which propose a transcendental breach from those cultural influences they critique. However, as with apoliticism within the contemporary ambient genre, transgenderism's ability to develop such analysis is largely overwritten by larger factions and popular discourses which embrace essentialist concepts of sexual and gender identities. Commentary from Terry Tamlitz. Prior to that, a new release from composer Lowell Lieberman we heard his Chamber Concerto No. 2, Opus 28B, for violin and orchestra, featuring the Kazakh State Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Tigran Shiganyan, and featuring violinist Ayman Musahayeva, off a new release out on the Blue Griffin record label. From the liner notes, soon after beginning work on the concerto, Lieberman learned that a close friend of his had passed away. The sense of bereavement pervades much of the concerto's musical material. The opening measures introduce dark minor triads in the lower strings, moving chromatically via a sighing two-note phrase. The solo violin echoes this two-note figure and elaborates on it in a rising series of two-note phrases in which the characteristic interval is now a minor third. These two motifs, prominent throughout the concerto, suggest contrasting responses to grief, the solemn chords of the orchestra hinting at a public custom, and the rhapsodic expansiveness of the solo violin suggesting the individual mourner's distress. New music from Lowell Lieberman. And we started Phase 1 with Syrup and Silicone, featuring the DeVisi Chamber singers off their new release Spectrum, and featuring Robert McIntyre's composition with text from Savannah Wegman. Phase 2. We are going to start with Rufus Wainwright, a lovely song that will vibrate off the album Want One on DreamWorks from 2003, and we will move along to music from Wendy Carlos, from Starving Poet, from Yukon Composition Professor Kenneth Fuchs, and music finally from William Pasinski. Welcome to Phase 2 of today's LGBTQ program here on 91.7 WHUS.
2: My phone. Son
3: Thank you.
0: And so we wrap up this week's Pride edition of Pushing the Envelope with an excerpt from an orchestrated version of William Basinski's Disintegration Loops, which was presented as part of a program entitled Sound and Silence Remembering September 11th at the Temple of Dendur, an NPR broadcast on 9 10 11 and was led by conductor Ryan McAdams, featuring New York's Wordless Music Orchestra, performing four works centered on the idea of loss and remembrance. The program featured the world premiere of Maxim Mostyn's orchestration of Basinski's piece. Before that, Yukon composition professor Kenneth Fuchs, from his album featuring His works, An American Place, Eventide, and Out of the Dark, out on the Naxos label. We heard Out of the Dark, Suite for Chamber Orchestra, after three paintings by Helen Frankenthaler, featuring the London Symphony Orchestra conducted by Joanne Folletta. Per the notes, Out of the Dark represents the distillation of Fuchs' thinking regarding the use of the 12-tone method of musical composition integrated with diatonic, minimalist, and serialized musical elements. It is the first example of his continuing interest in conveying through musical sound and form the relationships between music and the arts of painting, collage, and poetry. When Fuchs lived in New York City, he fell in love with the works of the abstract expressionist artist Helen Frankenthaler. Her large, freewheeling, brilliantly colored canvases, he says, embodied for me the true spirit of the enterprise. The work is inspired by three large paintings, Heart of November, Out of the Dark, and Summer Banner. These canvases and their titles suggest to me a progression from tension to resolution and it is this concept i have attempted to express in music from starving poet otherwise known as rose nap a neo-dadaist poetess and sound artist she's trans non-binary and has schizoaffective disorder artistically self-taught she produces chaotic fusions of experimental electronics music concrete techno, sound poetry, and sound art. We heard a track called Time Is Of The Cross Sense C-R-O-S-S-C-E-N-T-S off her digital album from 2021 Syllabic Idyllic Syllabic Idyllic is an experiment and an investigation into the essence of sound and language. What makes music distinct from noise and chaos? Can chaos be beautiful? Should we accept traditional definitions of music or burn down this distinction between noise and music? What does our music say about us and how we relate to existence? Classic Wendy Carlos off the way out of print, Beauty in the Beast out on the Audion label from 1986. We heard the track Just Imaginings. And Wendy Carlos notes, How exciting that the computer-controlled digital synthesizer age has arrived. We can finally have our cake and eat it too. In the past, we had to choose between perfect tuning, adjust intonation, or totally free modulations, an equal step temperament, and most of us chose the latter. This composition is all perfectly tuned in a super just scale I call the harmonic scale, which continues past the fifth harmonic of just all the way to the prime 19th harmonic. But then, in a 144 notes per octave sleight of hand, it modulates all over, including two circles of fifths at the main climaxes to section one and section three, Section 2 combines polytonal clusters of superjust chords with a busier foreground. This contrasts with the more upbeat first and Stream of Consciousness third sections, both etudes in contrast and surprise. Yes, there will be a quiz after class. And we open the set up with vibrate from Rufus Wainwright, off his DreamWorks release from 2003. "Want." one. Have a good week, my friends. Enjoy the rest of Pride Month, and we will see you next time. Until then, take care.